What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. Today, I have a marketing genius on the podcast, and I just got done recording it with him, and the secrets that he let out and that we talked about, we basically bounced back and forth for marketing. I know that marketing's a big deal for you guys. There's some amazing information in here, so do not miss it. Get a pen and a paper. Pen and a paper? Get a piece of paper and a pen and, uh, and sit down and take some serious notes. And I hope, I really hope that this gets you guys thinking about marketing differently so that you can think about the marketing that you're sending out, what you can tweak, and how you can get a better response rate so you can close more deals, make more money, and change the future for your business and your family and you. Um, all right, here's Ryan Smith, a marketing genius and one of my favorite people in the entire world. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. What's up, everybody? We are back with another amazing show. I'm really excited today to have somebody who's been on the podcast a few times before and also has spoken at Flip Hacking Live for like the last, I don't know, four years in a row. It's been four years in a row, actually, um, right after this past event. And you know him. He's talked about niche lists on the podcast before, a lot of marketing things. And uh, it's a guy who I've worked with really closely, one of my eight-figure entrepreneurs, guys in a, my eight-figure entrepreneur group, uh, Ryan Smith. What's up, Ryan? Hey, what's up, Bill? Thanks so much for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited today because we're kind of dumping, jumping into some of these, um, some of these folks who are helping me with the Top Gun program. And I've interviewed a few people before you, and um, I really am excited about talking about where your group's going and some of the things that you're working on right now with some of the people that are inside the group and some value that you can give to the people who are listening to the podcast who just want to know more about marketing. So, sure. um, tell me a little bit like. You work with a lot of other marketing folks in, or a lot of other real estate investors doing marketing for them, with them. You do consulting, you send people's mail, you do all kinds of stuff, right? What are you seeing right now with some of those clients? And um, just give me an update of like where we sit in the market right now in like November 2022. Yeah, so um, what I'm consistently seeing from, from my clients is um, a lot of the same things that they've been doing for the last several years successfully are no longer working um, anywhere near to the level that they were a few years ago. And uh, you know what's working, what's working right now and bringing the highest ROIs um, are not the same things that were working really well a few years ago. So I think that um, there's potential in all the different marketing channels that are out there. But one thing you have to pay attention to is, you know, if you only have a limited amount of budget, which one's going to bring you the highest ROI and how to best implement that specific marketing channel. Okay, why why is it not why are things not working the way that they were before, do you think? Um, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I'm just seeing it across the board that, you know, if you go back a few years ago, people were kind of going mass marketing and just kind of going after huge lists and making them work. And uh, right now, I think that there's a little bit of a disconnect between where the market actually is and where the sellers are uh, as far as pricing goes. And I think that's affecting some of it. And um, but yeah, they're just the all the channels are not performing like they used to. Yeah. I We've seen, we've seen that happen for a long time. There's been like compression, like marketing compression, I would call it, where 
it's probably we, we have um, either saturated a channel or we've gotten some people who are just um, they've been getting too many from they've been hitting a ton there's a ton of competition in the marketplace and it's still kind of there although it's starting to slow down a bit and um, and we started getting a lot more calls but and prob and more leads but not more deals and so yeah. we're kind of sitting in that and that's been going on for a while now which is a problem so now I think the problem that we have is that's kind of got to a point where the people who are starting to get interested have called us and now we're like in a waiting game I feel like we're in a waiting game a little bit of the sellers being here at, at the top and the buyers now not not being able to meet the sellers anywhere near where they think they want to be and, and down lower so I mean most of the offers that we're making are like 40% less than what the sellers are looking for um, it, which in our case is like Maybe it's a hundred and seventy-five thousand dollar ask that they're looking for, and we're making an offer of like seventy thousand or a hundred thousand. So it's a pretty sure. big drop, right? And I give a percentage because if I said a hundred thousand dollars less than asking price, somebody on a one point one million dollar house wouldn't wouldn't think that's yeah. a big deal, right? Right. Um, but we're talking about like two hundred thousand dollar houses with a hundred thousand dollar off, based on a lot of the numbers and, and, and that we're looking at. Um, and you have to find distress, right? So. Yeah. Do you feel like we're going to be getting into more distress than we have been for the past two or three years? Yeah, I do. I, I think that uh, I think that we're going to start seeing a lot of that type of activity. And, uh, you know, I like going after, you know, people that are in distress kind of as quick as possible. And I think that that is one of the ways that, uh, you know, somebody that doesn't have a $50,000 a month marketing budget, how they can compete with some of those bigger players, um, even though they don't have the same budget. So where do you see distress potentially starting to happen going forward? And what are some of those those kind of tips that you're giving some of your clients right now? Yeah, so I think that um, I think the pre foreclosures are going to um, start increasing more and more. Um, just as a broad list, the pre foreclosure list past and present uh, is my favorite bulk list to target. Um, if you only if I was only going to mail one list, that is the list that I would that I would target. Um, but I think that we'll see a lot more properties starting to come up on that, uh, on pre foreclosures. And, uh, I think that they're really good to continually market to, you know, I remember like it was probably four or five years ago. That was like your bread and butter at that yeah. time. Like I was buying at the auction and you were going after like pre foreclosure. Um, I think, I don't know if we were still working together. It's right after you, um, I think it was right after you started your company and that was like, the thing that you were you were really working on was getting in front of those people and having just having conversations with them. What what kind of tips could you give somebody who's listening on some of the things you did then that you might um, think would be valuable coming up? Sure, absolutely. So um, one thing is um, these people are probably getting reached out to by a lot of different sources. Maybe not at the very beginning, but definitely as they go on through the process. So one. Um, I like to get in front of them as quick as possible. So if you have access to like county records or something like that, I would want to be the first one to reach out and get contact with those people and start creating a relationship. Um, something else, whenever you do start sending out uh, whatever type of marketing that you do, I'll, I want to look different than everybody else. I don't want it to be the exact same thing everybody else is sending. So try to send something creative uh, and try to add value to that, that potential client's life. And then the other piece is one thing that I've consistently seen by people that have 
uh, auction dates and they're in pre-foreclosure is a lot of times they delay and they think that it's just going to solve itself a lot of times. So I would recommend being very proactive about not, you know, letting them know like, hey, we need some time to get this deal done. So, um, you know, we can't wait to the last minute. We need to go ahead and sign now if you're interested in selling. And then that way we can have it done by the time the auction, by the time the auction uh, would have happened. What about um, some of the ways to get them to actually respond? You mentioned there's a lot of people that are, that are reaching out to them. Um, and, and if you're listening, it's not just other, like, other wholesalers or flippers. It's actually tons of people. Like they're getting just hammered by, you go into pre-foreclosure, there's other people that are hitting them up, like debt collectors, bill collectors. Like not everybody is as uh, nice and friendly as you probably, so they're probably just avoiding everything. And the other thing I think that, I remember talking to you like four years ago about this. It's probably like four years ago now. You were like, they're, most of them are just like kind of embarrassed, right? So how does that conversation go, or what are some tips that you have to kind of get the conversation going, whether it's they're calling them or they're, they're texting them or, or they're mailing them? Yeah, I, you know, one of the one of the old school kind of marketing tips was like enter enter the conversation in the, where the prospect's mind is currently. You can clean that up, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, so I think that it's understanding just right out of the gate that you know everybody goes through different things, and it's not something to be embarrassed about. It's you know it's a fact of life, and once you start talking to a lot of these people, what you start noticing is a lot of times it, it really wasn't something that they did. You know, maybe somebody got sick or, you know, just life happened and something changed and they're no longer able to afford it. So I would just be very, very open um, and non-judgmental. And, you know, if you treat them with respect, I always gotten treated with respect back uh, for the most part, except for a few crazy phone calls. Uh, but that just happens. But, you know, when you're actually having a dialogue with somebody, I think when you're genuine and you're there to, there to help solve their problem, I think it goes a long way. Yeah, let me, um, so I usually say, like, enter the conversation that's already happening in the prospect's head. So, like, what are they thinking about? What are they going through? What's happening? Like, um, because if you enter there, then they're like, wow, this person gets me. They understand me. They, um, it's somebody that I want to talk to. And um, so one idea that I had as you were answering that question was like, what if, first of all, if you've ever gone through foreclosure or a family member or something like that, if it's you, even better. I would write them about, like tell a little story about when I went through foreclosure and how I was feeling. And then say, hey, if you feel any of those things, like number one, I've already been, I've been through this. I'd love to help you out. Part of my mission is helping somebody, uh, helping you guys out. There was a guy at Flip Hacking Live who was um, really passionate about helping people out of foreclosure. Like the, one of the reasons why he wanted to get into this business was to help like 10, I don't know, 10,000 people get out of foreclosure or something like that was his like tagline. So because of his story was he went through foreclosure before and all that stuff. So if that was me, I, I'd probably use that. If not, I was thinking, I wonder if I could write something about somebody that I had helped out of foreclosure and tell that story in the very beginning of, of like a more of a long form letter or a handwritten letter or something like that, or even a machine that, that writes a letter that looks like it's handwritten. And I spend a little bit more money sending letters as opposed to postcards, because you're not gonna have a ton, of, like you're not gonna have tens of thousands of these people in your area. And really try to get 
a conversation going with them and tell them you're interested in helping them. And this is the last person I helped, like a testimonial almost, and then go into, I would love to, ha I would love to help you. So they don't feel like they're alone. Like at, at the time, I feel like most people that are going through this are probably think that, like, I don't know, they're the only ones going through it. Um, they don't want anybody else on their street to know. They don't want their family to know. They might not even want their spouse to know, you know? And yeah. so trying to enter that and have that conversation to get, to get a response is gonna be really important. And I think about that all the time. Anytime I'm doing any type of marketing, like first of all, um, exactly what Ryan said, enter the conversation that's already happening in the prospect's head. That's what I'm trying to do with this podcast. Like if you guys take like a look behind the scenes of what I'm doing here, I'm wondering how you guys are feeling out there. If you're listening to this, it's like, what are you struggling with? What, um, you know, what do you need? What, uh, where do you sit? Are you sitting at the point where the seller's, the seller's requests and your expectations and what you're willing to pay are not meeting that? How do we get more leads? How do we start thinking about what's to come? What's the future? I'm trying to put something out there, some piece of content out there that gets you interested and, and you say, wow, this was really valuable. Because if I can become valuable to you, you might take a step in closer, right? You might come to Flip Hacking Live. You might come to one of our free challenges. You might come say, hey, I'm gonna check out this mastermind. These guys really know what they're talking about. All of those things. So if you think about that, you need to do the same thing. What, what is your prospect, your avatar, the person that you're trying to get a hold of, which is somebody who's in distress, who's willing to trade their equity in their house for ease and speed of transaction that you can help them with, um, what, what's going on in their life? Where are they gonna read this? Who's gonna open it? Where are they gonna, who are they gonna show it to? What's gonna happen? And if you can create something that elicits an emotional response, marketing is all about creating an emotional response, and, or some sort of response, and get them to pick up the phone, and, or get them to respond to your text message. So if you can do that and get in the mind of the prospect or the person you're trying to talk to, the more you can learn about and understand those people, the better. And you can write something that's really good. You can get something that converts really high. Everybody's always looking for like the best performing postcard, the best performing list, the best performing mailer, the best performing text message, all that stuff. It's, you can get better and learn how to think that way, then you can create the best performing message for the rest of the country. And that's what I think Ryan's done an awesome job at. In the past three or four years, I don't want to be anybody better at eliciting direct response, specifically from mailers, than Ryan Smith. Because I think that's what you do, Ryan. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is there a process that you go to as you're like creating a sales letter or something like this that could help somebody out there actually learn how to do it themselves? Yeah, um, a couple things. So uh, something I thought of when you were just saying that is, um, you brought up a great point where a lot of these people are uh, embarrassed about the situation they're in. And um, it may be a situation, you know, a lot of times these days, people are not as comfortable getting on a phone call as they are with text and other things. So one thing I really like to do on all sales letters is give the appeal, sorry, give the, give people the ability to either um, reply via email or just send a text to that number and let them know that those are both good options. And that's a, it's an easier way to get them to respond without having to pick up the phone. Um, is, you got something, Bill? No, go ahead, keep going. Oh. So as far as, um, as far as copywriting and writing a sales letter, um, I didn't know you were gonna ask me this question, but uh, I do have something that I, that I use. There's, uh, there's a copywriter, and I got this from a copywriter named Colin uh, Therio, and he, uh, he has this formula called the Viking Velociraptor, is what he calls it. And it is, it's all Vs, there's five different Vs. So it's verify, validate, 
Vantage, Villains, Values. So the first thing you do is you want to bring them into the current moment. So that's where you use uh, verify. So you verify something they've seen or something they're experiencing right now, and that gets them here in the present moment. The next thing is you validate how they feel about that thing that you just told them. Vantage is where you put in your sales message. Um, the easiest way to create friends is have a mutual enemy. That's where villains come in. So, you know, in a pre-foreclosure sense, you could say, you know, something, something that shows that you're against the bankers like they are. And then values, you know, it's just, hey, what common values do we share? And, and kind of wrap it up neatly in a bow and, and have them do some type of action uh, to reach out to you. Hmm. What was the vantage again? It was like, a, um, like the, where, where I'm looking or something like that? Yeah, so the vantage is like your vantage point of like, hey, you just, we laid out like this, this something that just happened, we validated how you feel. Now here's our product or here's how we can help you solve, you know, something like that problem that we brought up earlier. Mm, okay. So, so it's probably something, let me see if I can do this uh, on the spot here using this framework. So, um, it, I would write a letter, something like we're talking to a, somebody who's in pre foreclosure. It's like, um, it, it kind of sounds like a headline here. Like, it, hey, if 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 you're in if you're currently in pre foreclosure or you're you you've uh, if you've gotten a few letters from the bank um, talking about being in pre foreclosure or something like that, I, I I make some sort of call. Like, if this is you, um, we like I, I totally understand how that is. I've actually helped you know 25 people out of uh, foreclosure in the last in the last year. I've um, I've let them walk away with their house and equity at this point. They've actually gotten a check to sell their house, maybe in some sort of example. Um, and then the, the bank will want to take your house, not pay you equity. They will drag you along. They will say that you're fine and then foreclose on your house two days before the, um, the auction date. They'll auction your house off and somebody else will strip your equity, oh, something like that, where I just, yep. us versus them, right? It's like, hey, yep. we can work together to make sure that you walk away with, you know, with a check, your credit stays good. Um, the bank is going to try to take the house, take all the equity, crush your credit. You won't be able to get a loan for three years, what, uh, whatever, something like that. Um, and then say, you know, I'd really love to help my, my mission in this business and my life is to help other people get out of foreclosure, to, to not get uh, hurt on their credit score, and potentially help them buy another house um, if that's something that they're looking to do. And I can help you guys uh, through that whole process. So some letter like that, where I have a framework uh, where I mean, it's not very eloquent because I just was on the spot, but something like no, that. No, but that, yeah, that's exactly it, Bill. And you know what you end up with is like a heartfelt message, but one that elicits a response, and it's not the same thing that everybody else is sending. Mm. Yeah, I like that, especially when it's a smaller list. I would rather spend a little bit more money, hopefully getting them to open, open the mail, things like that. Let's talk about that for a second, because I mean, regardless of what we send, we the, they need to see it, right? So what are yep. some tips that you have for, for and really I, what I want this show to be is I want, I, I don't want to like tell everybody exactly what they should be doing, but I want to have a back, some back and forth with you because we both like love marketing yep. to see 
if they can get some ideas and start something, if this triggers some thought in somebody's head who's listening to go, oh, I never thought of that. Maybe I should try this or this or this. And they can start thinking for themselves. Like my ultimate goal in everything that we do inside of our mastermind groups, in all of our coaching programs, all of our events, everything is I want to, I want to show other people how to think for themselves and not be reliant on somebody else to say, this is the mailer, this is the list, this is the thing, because then you're just blindly following. You're not building your own business that can operate without them. I don't want you, yeah. I don't want everybody to be plugged in to somebody else who's helping. I want you to be the CEO of your business and your life and everything and, and let you start thinking for yourself and, and, and eventually start innovating and coming up with your own thing. And so you can be the first to market with new stuff that you can bring back to the tribe and share. So um, what are some what are some ways? Because I always think like, OK, I can write the perfect sales letter, but it's worth nothing if nobody opens it. I can write the perfect ad if I don't get it in front of the right the right person. And, and all this stuff, like assuming that the list is good, because if yep. you're getting in front of the wrong person, it doesn't matter either. So we got a good list. We'll assume that. How do I get people to open it and see it if I'm going to send a letter? That's why I've always liked postcards, because you kind of have to look at it to throw it in the trash usually. Um, and that's been my argument for years. But if I want to write this letter, this something that's you know, spend a little bit more money on, get them to, to see this stuff. What, what's your recommendation and some tips that you have to get it opened? Sure, absolutely. So somebody, uh, somebody a long time ago said the, the envelope's only job in this world is to get open. And uh, I think that that's, that's a great way to look at it. So uh, some ways that you can do that. Um, the kind of broadest um, answer that I can give you is you want it to look like one-to-one -one communication. You want it to look like somebody, you are sending somebody else um, one piece of mail and that's it. So different ways um, to kind of implement that. One thing that I like to do um, is if you have a mailing list and the mailing addresses have nine digit zip codes, if I sent you a letter, I wouldn't know the nine digit zip code. So you will delete the last half of the zip code. That's one thing. Um, when it comes to the return address, only use like the actual address don't use company name or anything like that and definitely not any big logos um, another thing that i like to do is uh, use like a one cent stamp uh, in addition to the regular stamp mm. you know cost a penny but you know really what you want to do is increase uh curiosity is really the way that you want to do it um, if it's not a big list i would I would either handwrite or hire somebody to handwrite the outside and don't make it look perfect. I mean, if you have to mess up on a letter, cross it out and then and then write it, uh, then write it right beside of it. Just just don't make it look perfect. Make it look like it's actually a one off thing. Um, and those are those are big ways that that I like to get them opened. And then from there, you can even start getting into some creative type of envelopes. Um, as far as, you know, I've sent anything from um, a regular number 10 to like an invitation envelope. Um, I won't get into too much crazy stuff, but um, I've even taken like, uh, you know, like the Mead uh, vanilla, uh, vanilla envelopes that you use like in a file folder. Um, just cut the edges off that, tape them up and send that, it gets opened. Yeah, you sent me, uh, you sent me some of those before. It's like a... Yeah like a folded envelope and it's it, it just it's very I was like this what is this this is strange right. this must be another Ryan open Smith, it up to find out another Ryan Smith mailer yeah. um, 
Yeah, I love. I actually love that tip. I, I I don't know that I've ever done that or thought about that, but just a regular first class stamp with a one cent stamp on the other side. Like that's a no yep. brainer. Yeah. I mean, a buck you get a hundred of those. And, yeah. and it doesn't look like any other marketing company would be sending it to you. So the biggest thing is like, when you got the, the envelope with the little like plastic opening for the, for the name that's typed, you know, it's like, I know that this is spam. If it says, um, if it says like, uh, what is it? It's not first class, it's pre-sorted uh, standard yeah, mail. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not even opening that, you know, right. they're saving some money on postage, stuff like that. So even, even just like first class stamps or things like that. But I love this handwritten. I love the cross out a letter, those kind of things. Like, and, and here's the interesting thing for anybody listening. If you, um, right now, like I'm actually more excited when I walk out to my mailbox to get my mail than I am to open my email where it used to be the exact opposite of that. Like, I don't know, four or five years ago or pro- probably like, Getting email was very interesting, but now my inbox is so flooded, it's just like, I'm, I'm sick of it. And I want a handwritten letter from somebody. I want a thank you note. I want those things. And so when people are seeing that stuff, they're actually starting to get interested. And if you think, like, again, go all the way through everything that we're talking about. Because the people who are, who are getting this are also getting a ton of crappy mail right now of people that are like collections and people that uh, pre-foreclosure and the bank is sending them all kinds of stuff. So if they get a letter like this, I might, they might even be more motivated to open it. Because handwritten, it looks like it might be from a family member, it might be, a, like Ryan said, it might be an invitation envelope, they're going to a party or something like that. And you might actually get, um, get a lot more action uh, from that. So um, I, think that's, I think that's great advice. Um, anything else on, on that note that, um, or anything that we've talked about so far that you would recommend on the marketing side? Yeah, one, one more thing. Um, one thing that I really like to do is use nicer paper. Um, everybody prints on like the cheapest stuff they can find, like 18, 20 pound paper, something like that. If you send out, it's, it's, it's only a little bit more expensive, but if you send out like 28 pound paper, the first thing they'll notice when they touch it is the difference between the paper that they typically uh, hold on to. And that's your only really tie into the feel uh, with them. So I think it's pretty strong to, to have, have that you know, higher end paper for them. I love this. Uh, frankly, I think you and I could probably keep talking about marketing for like three or four days in a row, uh, nonstop. So let's, let's talk about your, you, you're one of the Top Gun coaches. So we launched this program, Top Gun. I've been talking about it on the past few podcasts. Um, it's one-on-one mentoring. So it's a, get, you get everything that's inside of our seven-figure altitude group and program. Um, and then in addition, you get to work one-on-one and they're all specialties. So we have like a short-term rental specialty. We have a flipping specialty, wholesaling specialty, the retail um, real estate agent team specialty, and then Ryan on the marketing side. And, and I'd be interested to hear a little bit about what your plan is for the year on marketing as well as the mindset stuff. I know you've been really diving into that a lot. So if you can talk, I know that you've done some calls with the folks that are in your group, a lot of the stuff that you're seeing. Um, so a little bit of that and where you, where you plan to take this group for anybody who's interested uh, in going further with you after listening to this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the first thing we want to do um, is really get clarity on our numbers. I know that it's not the most fun topic in the world, but I mean, really all this is, is figuring out where to wisely spend money and then spending it in that area. Um, so the first thing we do is figure out, hey, 
where, what marketing channels are we using? How much money is going to each one? Figure out the KPIs for each one of those things and start allowing you to be able to compare apples to apples even though it's two completely different marketing channels. So you know, hey, it cost me X amount of dollars to go on an appointment with direct mail. It cost me Y to go on an appointment with uh, paper lead, let's say. So really breaking it out where you have good data and then we also set up kind of a set of rules that completely removes any type of emotion out of our uh, marketing decisions. You know, they have, we have certain criteria that the marketing needs to hit. And um, if it doesn't hit those things, then we make adjustments immediately. Um, and then further beyond that is figuring out, you know, what marketing channels are working best right now in, in the fall of 2022 and what vendors are best to use and things like that. So um, that's, those are the beginning steps of what we're doing with my group right now. Nice. What about the uh, mindset side of things? I know you've been diving into that. There's a lot of work that you're doing with your folks right now. Um, what, talk about that a little bit and, and where you see that going. Yeah, one thing that I've, that I've noticed with not only myself but with a lot of people is we have these limiting beliefs that we don't think that we can achieve these things that we want to achieve. And we need to b break down those walls and realize that we can achieve those things. And so part of it is turning ourselves into the person that we want to be now and start living from that place and how to do that. And then uh, on top of that is how do we handle the noise from the day to day and just, you know, the constant barrage of emails and employees and customers and all these different things. How do you how do you quiet your mind when you're going through that and perform at your best? Uh, so that's what we're that's what we're focusing on on the mental side. Nice, I love it. Um, so if you guys, first of all, marketing is like the lifeblood of your business. Period. If you're a wholesaler, for sure, um, the list, the strategy, the the KPIs, the numbers, um, the budgeting, all that stuff. And I don't know that there's anybody better out there to do that than than Ryan. Um, so if that's something that you want more of, the cool part is it's a small group, and it's all just kind of one-on-one -on -one stuff. Um, outside of everything that we have with Altitude. So there's direct access via Voxer, there's um, calls that get set up, there's accountability groups, all those things that these folks are gonna go kind of for, for a year together to, to march down and, and master that marketing piece as well as that, the mindset stuff in Ryan's group. So um, we have a page that you guys can go to, it's sevenfigurealtitude.com slash topgun. So we'll put it in the show notes, we'll put it in the email, sevenfigurealtitude.com slash topgun. And what you can do there is you can see all the Top Gun coaches and then you can also book a call with them. So they'll jump on a call, they'll figure out where you are, make sure you're a good fit for it, they'll let you know a little bit more of the details about the group, and you can decide if it's a good fit for you or not. So they'll talk about everything that, um, really they're, they're making sure that you're a good fit and you're making sure that they're a good fit. So it's basically just a conversation. I'm sure on that call, Ryan will help you with some of your marketing even just on that call like giving you a little bit of advice, tweaks, things like that, just like he did. I mean, I don't think you realize, there. we were talking about stuff that we were doing a few years ago that we're probably gonna start doing again very soon on this pre-foreclosure. Basically gave up everything that we're doing and, uh, and that's kind of, that's what we do inside this group. That's what we do inside our runway program, altitude program, Top Gun program, my eight-figure entrepreneur program. So um, Top Gun, I'm really excited about this. I talked about it on previous shows. I really do think it's the future of um, 
of the next level opportunity for all of our Altitude members. And if you're outside of the Altitude group and it's something you're interested in, we've opened it up for the first time outside of our group. So uh, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And if it's something you're interested in, just go to sevenfigurealtitude.com slash topgun and you can sign up and book a call with Ryan and see, uh, you guys can have a conversation and see if it's a good fit. Um, if you're just getting started um, and you haven't, you're not doing a consistent number of deals, building a team, things like that, like really you know, doing a couple hundred thousand dollars trying to get to a million plus, this is not the group for you, okay? This is not a beginner group. Um, our runway program is our beginner group. Um, this is definitely for people who are in the altitude group, ready to move into the altitude group and coming into a group like this in Top Gun and have more one-on-one -on -one access to somebody who's very high level. So I wanna make sure that that's out there for you guys that are listening. Um, this is not for somebody who's just getting started in wholesaling or flipping or anything like that, unless you've run you know, five or 10 businesses before and you've done real estate deals in the past or you're an agent or something like that. So, um, Ryan, anything that I left out or anything you want to share? Uh, no, you, you hit everything, but uh, man, I, I'm just super excited about this Top Gun program and seeing the development of the people in my group is just, uh, just phenomenal. And I, I think that, you know, as we go through the course of the year, it's going to be pretty incredible what, what these people are able to accomplish. Yeah, the cool part is some of the folks that jumped in really early into this program, um, it hasn't even really started yet. So if you're listening and like, oh, it already started. Um, no, it actually hasn't. So they're just getting some um, an extra month or two as uh, being the early adopters, the folks that jump in early. Um, like always, like money loves speed. The earlier you can jump in, uh, the more you get. I'm going to tell you right now, the earlier that we say yes, um, those people get, get more, right? You get more. Taking that leap, taking Absolutely. that jump. The early adopters, oh man, I wish I was like an early adopter in the Apple stock. That would have been awesome. So, uh, all right, Ryan, it was good spending time with you, man. And uh, if you guys are listening, you go to sevenfigurealtitude.com slash topgun, check it out. We built a pretty cool landing page after not having one on the previous podcasts. So um, we built it out for you guys. You can check it out. You can see the bio of the different coaches and jump on a call with, uh, with the person that you see fits the most with you. We've got uh, short-term rental. We've got flipping, wholesaling, Ryan in marketing, and then Kyle in the retail real estate stuff, building a retail real estate team. So Ryan, I'm excited for you. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I've been on the uh, receiving end of your coaching too. So um, understanding, and, and I've made a lot of money because you're really good at marketing. So you were doing this for Blackjack for a long time we've done some insane deals from some of your niche marketing and some of the things that you know so I know the people that um, that'll be working with you are in really good hands so um, thanks for doing it and for everybody out there I'll see you on the next show bye